So here we are, tough talks again, Wiki and Yuri, and we talk about stuff nobody really wants to talk about, and we cut real truth. So real truths. Let's do no it. No edits. Raw footage. Oh yeah. Let's do it. So we can start. Okay, she's starting. So we came to this conversation with a topic. And then, as we typically do, the topic changed in the midst. And so <laughs> there was a uh, conversation in my sphere of influence recently that catalyzed some thoughts in my mind around the realities, the performance around DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion. And particularly, I'm going to part, I'm going to specify that this is not the broad DEI from an American perspective or, or Western perspective. I'm talking specifically about DEI within the community profession, uh, where it's it, it is true there are a lot of white voices uh that that take up the space <laughs> so <laughs> with that perfect little side eye we are right on target with the tough talks loved that okay so i wrote a few questions but let's see what the frig happens my first question yuri is just what comes to mind when i say dei like what even is in there First of all, like two years ago, I didn't know what it means. And right. it sounded like do it yourself, you know, very similar. Oh, sure. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just something another. And then I learned that it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then I was like, okay, those are amazing words, but what do they mean? Yep. And then, you know, being like growing up in Ukraine, where yep. there is not a super diverse audience. So basically there are mostly Ukrainian people and people from Soviet Union. And, uh, you know, they are still not like queer tolerated and there are not many people of color. So yeah. before joining the international community war, I didn't know what it means at all. And then I learned that there are he, him, she, her, them, they, and there are different people of color. And I know the history behind it. I know what it means. I know why people talk about it a lot. But for me, it was always that way that I don't really care what kind of person, uh, not kind of, not what kind of color are like what you? What makes you up? Yeah. Yeah, but I really care what's inside. But then I understood that if I think that way, it doesn't mean that other people think that way. And what I can do from my perspective, if I am like totally equal with everyone, you know, for me, uh, for me, DEI is a good person, no matter what language they speak, no matter what color they are, no matter what they call themselves. But the idea is that the good person inside and mm -hmm. for sure outside, like, but not sure, visually, sure, sure. but outside how, how you act. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
I, you know, for, for me, it's still hard. I kind of understand it, but for me, it's still hard to understand what it truly is. Yeah. So that makes sense. And my follow-up question is, have, I, I don't know, I actually don't know this or I don't remember this, but have you been outside of Eastern Europe? Um, um, I went to Berlin. So okay. Kind of, yes. So in Berlin, major cosmopolitan city, lots of different cultures. There's diversity. It is, it is not really as homogenous as, right, like Kiev. So with that, and you saw, I'm assuming you saw a lot of that variety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Different and people. And with totally. that experience, did anything come up for you at all um, in any way, shape, or form? I'm not going to lead you in any way, but. Just different human beings. And that know? was that. No fear, yeah, exactly. no curiosity, no just whatever. Like here, we're all here doing this thing together. Once I was in Greece and there are mainly white people, let's face it. And I remember clearly there were four women, like black as night. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I for me it's okay, you know, it's totally okay. But I saw how many people were turning around and watching at them. Mm -hmm. So that's what is my understanding of DEI. That there are people out there who are still paying this attention are still might feel unsafe you know with other people let's say not like themselves yeah but for me it doesn't mean anything you know only only one curiosity i might have is like what is what is your culture if i say something to you won't i abuse you somehow or you know won't i say something bad to you if i mean something good that's the main thing. That, that's what I'm afraid of, you know, to hurt somebody without knowing their boundaries. It's only one thing that I was caring about, nothing else. Yeah, that's real. Thank you for that. That was um, vivid and descriptive. And I I have found, you know, so many things. One, I've, I have been to over 65 countries. And so m most besides... The U.S. besides seventy percent of Canada, besides the literal city of Cape Town, most places are homogeneously whatever that that nation is. You know, like Mexicans are in Mexico, Ukrainians are in Ukraine, um, and so that makes sense that there are different values, different priorities mm -hmm. than there are. I would say the West, but I would really say in the US. Mm -hmm. um, and so DEI can look and feel different depending on where you are. So yeah. I love when I set myself up for success. So where I was going with that is like, I personally tend to have a difficult time. Like, for example, before we started recording, you'd said, well, you know, I have to note I am a white man. So mm. therefore I have privilege because you 
like basically heard that from yeah i i heard that yes and i was i heard it i didn't didn't think about that and then i'm like okay maybe maybe there is i didn't feel it i i still don't feel it but other people think about that yes and so there's a little bit of let me go along to get along let me not really ruffle feathers that I don't need to be ruffling. So let me just coast in this area. That's real. Look, we all pick and choose which of those things we're going to do. And I'm bringing that up because yes, I've traveled around the world and seen what people see as what you're like, you're essentially from the Caucasus, right? Like overall white, you are white. <laughs> My boyfriend <laughs> is white. Uh, and he is from Montenegro formerly occupied, occupied location, formerly behind the iron curtain, formerly USSR, Slavic, right? You guys are from the same set of understandings, potentially yeah. upbringing of similar, fine. And I've also been to the Balkans, which is not Ukraine, but still further East. So where I'm really going here is like the performative tendency for white people in America to preface the fact that, hmm. and I am a white man from Stamford, Connecticut. So yes, I have privilege, even if maybe he grew up with, you know, two parents that were not in the household, no extended family, like grew up essentially in the projects as well. Um, maybe got himself out of, out of juvenile hall. That doesn't matter. He's white at the end of the day. And so that is what it is. Um, and it needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, where I, I struggle with the performative nature of it, because oftentimes it's like, it seems as though that's the check mark that needs to like, okay, I got at least this. I at least did the baseline. Whereas like, I'm gonna be honest, my boyfriend doesn't do that. And I don't ever need him to profess his privilege um, (laughs) because similar to you, he fled essentially with a yearning for asylum from a war-torn place, yet still white. So so I struggle fairly often with the performative nature of DEI within within the American lens um, because it cannot be all encompassing. It is nuanced, layered, individual. Like in America, you're Democrat or Republican. And if you dare to vote libertarian, then you're just Republican and that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, I guess my, que- I'm looking up at my questions because I had to get myself together. Usually I could go off the dome, but you know, this is sensitive. So what I have here is for you, Yuri, with all that I just said, um, I know that you, you view yourself as Eastern European. I put on the additional layer that you come from a place where there has been decades of occupation or longer, right? Of course. Yeah, and, yeah. and also you're from a lesser known region. Like people didn't even know about Ukraine. Maybe that you were Ukrainian until that war, which is still occurring, everyone. Yeah, right? exactly. But we have forgotten. You mm-hmm. haven't. Your family still lives there. So how do you view, be real now, and feathers may get ruffled, it is what it is, but how do you view this like 
white person acknowledgement that has taken up a ton of space. I don't really care, you know. Shocker. Because, but but once again, you know, I don't know, maybe if I weren't white person, maybe I cared. I don't know. But for me, once again, I feel like currently, as I'm searching through LinkedIn, I'm seeing like uh, all those voices out there who gets a lot of attention and those voices that get a lot of attention that are not white males in your perspective interesting. in my perspective there are not white males because you know i see many many different people from different countries from different backgrounds from different cultures and they are more supported by their cultures and let's say white Kinda, kind of white, yeah, crazy, yeah. but still. Yeah. And those people are more supported. And by their people. By, by people. Lack of a better Yes. Word. And uh, I don't know if it's true. It's crazy, but I don't know if it's true. I, I, re I remember this joke. Okay, I won't. <laughs> it's a crazy joke. But it was, it was a joke, and I heard it from somebody from the U.S., that if you are a Latin woman, queer, with one leg in the U.S., you have more powers than the president of the U.S. I have heard a similar saying. I don't know. Like, you know, I have no idea how it works, if it's true or not. But what I feel, talking about DEI, like in my, in my understanding, for me, everyone is equal. And I don't really care if white or people of color killing other people. They yep. are crazy people. They are worst people in the world. Yep. But if we are building communities, if we are doing sales, if we are just meet each other on the street, I don't really care. And, and by, by care, you just simply mean I have no. It, for me, it's a human being. Right. You're not you know, like. If let I me meet, figure out all the ways that if I, I meet a dog, if right. I meet a dog, I understand that it's a dog. You know, I I can't be. I can't talk to a dog. Yeah. But if I see a person, it's a person, and I can talk to a person, and we can be on the same level. We can be totally different outside, but we can be the same inside, and that's what's the most crucial thing for me personally. And, yeah. you know, I know there were years of shitty things in the world and it's still happening. But for me personally, once again, it might sound crazy, but for yeah. me, talking about DEI makes people different. You know? Bingo. Light mic drop on that one. I fully agree. And it is because everything is nuanced. So yes, I hear you. There are two things from what you said. I want to just take out. One is you said, um, what's true for me is dot, dot, dot. And 
it's interesting because in your perspective, what's true for you is that who you're following are not necessarily the white person bastion that's taking over every space. So what's interesting about that is one, we are primarily talking about the internet in terms of being able to see who else is out there. If you're from a rural place and it's homogenous, even within the United States, there's only people just like you here, even though you're in this melting pot of a country, your frame of reference is going to be who you are around, right? So like what you, Yuri, have done, like let's use your LinkedIn, for example, is widen your lens of who is in the world that you can connect with on a real way. So on a very baseline um, tip is you have curated your algorithm to ensure that you are receiving more diverse voices than just who is in the community profession that we all see, know, and know who's in it and who's invited to all the conferences because we have the funds to maybe get there. So like we could talk about that being privilege, right? Being able to have the funds to to travel across continentally to get to a conference for a long weekend, one. So my point about the algorithm, it 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 is your LinkedIn. It is your timeline. It is yeah. therefore your responsibility to curate it to feed who? You'll, you, it's yours. So that's just a point I wanted to make is, is because of what you're seeing is not what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. everything has to be caveated with what's true for Yuri and what is true for Vicky is yeah. dot, 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 not what is true. And I think that is like a number one kind of, you know, fruit we could take out of this conversation is the recognition of really I statements because it's too, it's too broad and too much and too performative. So another thing I wanted to say you were saying everybody's equal. And I just wanted to make a point about equity versus equality. This is one that's, I would say more challenging to under to discern than like diversity and inclusion, because those are obvious. Mm-hmm. Whoever doesn't look like me, it's now diverse. Oh, let me bring this person in and ensure they feel welcome. That's inclusion. Like we get it. Equality is everybody has the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. chances, uh, resources, whatever. That's not true, right? Like in, in, in execution of the world, that's just not true. You don't have the same things I have and vice versa. Okay. Equity, however, and I tend to view it as what a lot of HR companies are trying to do, where if they have a global remote team, mm-hmm. you're not getting every, like, you as a community manager is not getting paid the same as a community manager living in Dallas, Texas, the same as a community manager living in Tokyo. Mm. All three of you will be equitably paid for your role based upon your city's, uh, you know, um, barometer for this role or like what is, minimum wage and then what is well above it so that you can live well in your place. That's the difference of equity that I just wanted to share a lot. Yeah. Wow. And 
a final point that came while you were talking was um, just, I just wanted to share an experience I had because I, I, I don't want to be mistaken in that us having this conversation um, can in any way, shape or form propose that we don't give a fuck about Mm. DEI, (laughs) right? That's not the point here. The point is DEI has become performative and forced on everyone around the world because we do live in an interconnected, you know, remote, most common economic situation. So there's an immense space for these conversations to happen because they are nuanced. And if, if, if you, Yuri are in, are my peer and my colleague and my friend, and we come from different understandings of the world because we're wearing different glasses, (laughs) then it's both of our duties to go the extra uncomfortable mile to see where you came from, to inform me, oh, he's not being malicious. He's not malintented. He actually doesn't know what I'm talking about or where I'm coming from. And so the point about the Latin queer, uh, dis, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the new, what the term is now, but doesn't have a leg. I was going to say disabled, but I don't know what the term is not able. Um, and then the other, uh, point that it was and like let's add that they came from poverty let's just add another like those are all layers for sure of Mm -hmm. of repression oppression exactly yes and so that is true and as a result often i think the point of what wherever you heard that from was that that person ends up being tokenized they are the pillar for what we all look at is like the oppressed Latina and sure as a brown woman, brown woman, um, I'm not all the way straight. We can add whatever we want in. Um, yes. Also repressed, oppressed, sexism, whatever. Yeah. We end up being tokenized and then having to bear the weight of having to explain everything. And that is a reality that is super double-edged sword because one, you, Yuri, don't know what you don't know. Exactly. How do you you even begin to like research what I've just said? I struggle with I don't want to bear the weight of having to explain the small portion of my own oppression and repression to everybody else. But when George Floyd was murdered and I was working at a company and I had to take off work, did I still say I would facilitate a conversation around this for everybody else that was terrified of having a conversation around this because I didn't know what to say? Yes, I did. Because who else? That's where I struggle. If not me, then who? Mm-hmm. So from anything that I said, I'm I'm curious if anything stands out for you or what's sticking, not sticking, what you don't get.
you know, it's hard to understand what people feel if you are not walking in their shoes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, recently we bought my kid a new pair of shoes and we went to a doctor and doctor told that we had to buy another, like, bigger pair because his fingers are, you know, like, they are, I don't know how to explain in English, you know. His toes are, like, curled under? Yes, because and and he feel to, he feels totally comfortable, you know, in these smaller boots. And when we were buying another pair of shoes, like the same size, I I'm asking like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, totally good." And then I understand that it's not okay, and we need bigger size of shoes to be okay. Even people who are, you know, walking in these shoes, like when when I was in Kiev. And you know we had air raid sirens. Yeah, it was it was scary for the first I don't know two months, and then it was like yeah I'm yeah sorry I I just have to go to another room because there is an air raid siren sorry and I I did I didn't even go off the meetings you know so <clears throat> what what I really what I really understand that people have lack of interest in others and uh, you know it's super easy to say that if we are not finding a, a common ground oh we are we, we are different culture yeah yeah like we, we don't understand it. each other just, just because like yeah there's it's 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 all because of that we don't fit you know you are white male and uh, what, what should you we talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 so easy to say it. Flip but it. at the end of the day, people have different cultures, for sure. They have different upbringing. But as you told, we are communicating and we are working together in the one international space, which means that we always have to collaborate with each other. And... Uh, we have to go this extra mile to meet people where they are. Not, you know, oh, they don't get it because they're blah, blah, blah. So fuck them. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy to say, you know, when, when my kid is telling me that I'm the worst dad in the world because I want him to do his biology because he has tests tomorrow, I don't think that he hates me. I think that he wants to play a game and he doesn't want to learn because he doesn't understand what it means to have knowledge. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I can plan. I can understand if he'll, he'll be playing games for the whole day. Maybe he will be a game developer. So I don't know. But most likely he will has a lack of basic knowledge and it will be hard for him to live in the world, you know, in the future. So... I feel like every person has to have this basic knowledge of communicating with other people. And the main point here must be before doing any statements, before going to any conclusions in your mind, try to wear those people's shoes and see if it's because of them or if it's because of you, 
or is it because of you don't understand each other and you don't want to understand each other? So here is a question. Yeah. What is coming up is um, what you didn't say that I felt you were saying about the story with your son is having the interest to dig a layer deeper and ask what's really driving what you're saying. Let's actually, hey, I care about you. So why don't we have a conversation when you feel up to it and let's see what's really going on. And if that is the case, imagine, so so leading into walking in someone else's shoes, which in my opinion, you can't adequately do, but what you can do to give you information to walk in their shoes is be interested enough to have a conversation or don't fucking say anything at all. If you're not willing at this point, right? Like throughout history, it's been cool to just be cool. I don't know. There's slavery. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to say anything. I don't really agree, but here we are. So, right. It was cool to go along to get along then. It's not like now. So um, having the interest to go a layer deeper to understand who the fuck you're in front of. So, so that's another question for you specifically, Yuri, is like, okay, two-part question. One, how many people, like roundabout, how many people pointedly asked you about how you are or your experience when um, Russia decided to usurp Ukraine versus mm -hmm. like today, now that several months have gone by and it's no longer in the headlines. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding me. Nobody's asking. You know, when, when people just see on LinkedIn that I'm from Kiev, they might sometime give a comment. Oh, you are there. Sorry. Which means like, you know, like, but how how can you be sorry? Sorry for what? You know, like for, for me, it's always a question like, oh, I'm so sorry. Why why are you being sorry? You know, if, if you did something to somebody, you might be sorry. But if it's not because of your, because of your actions, how can you be sorry? But it, it's another question. It's, you know, it's, it's also cultural difference because yes. in Ukraine, we don't say, we never say like, oh, I'm sorry. Like yeah. your dad has passed. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, like it's it's not it's not the way we, we find we find another words like oh you must be sad. Yes, like I I totally feel you. Like how can I help you? You know, okay. like more more this way. But yeah, you know, like I'm I'm sorry it just feels like plastic. I'm sorry. More performance, if you will. More performance. Yeah, like people people are saying that, you know, when you're watching movies, people, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And you like starting to repeat and oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, you know, people, people in general, people don't care, basically. Yeah. And and it's okay, you know, I'm not blaming anyone. So how, it is how, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like you are living your life, you're living in total another space. Like how can you care? You know, 
if you don't want, if you are not really interested in that. And and is that okay to you? Is it okay to you that not everybody you know, uh, let me rephrase the question. Your peers, people that you view as peers and colleagues, mm-hmm. do you care if they don't care about what's going on in the Ukraine and what may or may not have happened to your family? Who knows? Because they don't know. I don't care if they care. So I never go from this perspective, oh, you are not asking me. Oh, no way. How can I do that? But I really appreciate when people do ask. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's, it's just, it's it's what's the difference between just people you know and real friends. So people you know, you can talk about them with everything. And friends will always like, how do you feel? What what's on your mind right now? Yeah, Tell me what's more. Going on? Yeah, like I see you are sad. What's going on? That's and all. Other, yeah, it's in and 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 it's and it's totally good. You know, I have no expectations. And what I really learned is not to have any expectations of others, because the moment you have expectations, you will have a hard time. Lose. You will yeah. have a hard times. You know, talking to people. Because if I see you and I expect you to act like that, my heart might be broken at one moment, you know? But instead of that, I do not expect anything and I love what I get. You know, I I find the best things for me, you know, once again, for me. It doesn't mean that it's the best thing for you. I just noticed that it's the best thing for me, might be. Yes. So, yeah. It's hard. It's hard, but not impossible. It's easier. It's easier to live that way when you have no expectations. A thousand percent. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, lessons from Yuri. Here, you get to write your own lessons post on Friday. Uh, um, I statements. What's true for me is, secondly, operate with little to no expectation and you'll always win. Operate with an attitude of gratitude is basically what you said, but didn't say. So (laughs) (laughs) these three alone, you might have an entirely new set of glasses to see the world with, and you can be anywhere. You could be plopped in the middle of Timbuktu and be able to say, you know what? Wow. Exactly. And so I just want to make another caveat that like what we're saying is not to there's no intention around right, wrong, good, or bad. We are having a conversation, two friends, two colleagues within the same profession from wildly different backgrounds in every way, shape, or form, able to have a honest, potentially vulnerable, potentially triggering and activating conversation around the sensitivity that is DEI. So I just like, I feel like it's important to put in these consistent bookmarks like, hey, You do what you want, but this is what we're doing. Okay, let's wrap it up with this. Here's my question for you. Um, We've talked about performance Mm -hmm. a few times. Do you know what I mean? Like when I'm saying the performative nature of DEI, like, hey, I'm sorry that that's happening publicly posted on LinkedIn. It's like, okay, it's the emoji heart on when you wrote a fucking essay of vulnerability and everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm an ally. Okay, that's what I mean by performance. Um, or 
in that moment when companies will say, we stand with black people, we stand with gay people. It's like, what? Mm. Great. But like, do you? Okay. So that's what I mean by performance. So with that in mind, in your opinion, whether it's you or the community at large, like what are ways that we can actually be DEI sensitive and not performative? Mm-hmm. So this can look like in communities themselves, in our profession, in conferences. You know, what I see and I hear it a lot in the community space, that there are the same faces all the time. Sure. But if you ask the question, why is there are the same faces all the time? Maybe just those are the same people talking about valuable things. And maybe they started doing it before others. And that's how they got their kind of audience. And people... You're meaning they're publicly posting yeah, they were just being before. You know, I'm, I'm not asking like why my parents you know, older than me. <laughs> so sure. they were just born before me. And, uh, you know, if somebody, like from my perspective, I, I ran a conference in Ukraine for sales experts, was for 700 people. And when I searched for speakers, I looked who our community members were listening to. And mm. I asked our community members, who would you like to listen to? And mm. then I reached out to those people and invited them, not because they are the same voices, but because people wanted to listen to them. Yeah. So, you know, if you great, there are so many great experts and that's what I'm trying to do in the, in the community life conversations. I'm yeah. trying to highlight people from currently it's a community industry, but it's not limited to the community industry. Sure. But I try to highlight really great people. people I meet yeah. on my way who I like, I really admire them and I want yeah. to get to know more about them, but they are not, they doesn't have, they don't have to be super, you know, public people. They don't, do not have to be influencers. I'm reaching yeah. out to them because they are great humans. And there are a lot of amazing experts out there who are doing their job amazingly, but nobody knows about them because they are doing their job instead of creating posts on LinkedIn, instead of writing newsletters, instead of going to conferences, instead of applying to give a talk on a You know, how, how did I get to CMX conference? How did I get to speak there? Because I applied. Mm. You know, nobody asked me like, hey, Yuri, why don't you give this CMX speech? I applied. You know, yeah. I took my step. I sure. talked to many other people. I presented myself i never sell, sold myself but i presented myself we had conversation we connected on a human level and for me being connected on a human level it's the way to make people admire okay to make people see you and if they see you yeah if they see you it means that other people conference organizers they will see you too and they will maybe I don't, I don't say that they will invite you, but if they will see your application, yeah. 
they might, oh, I saw this person somewhere. Yeah. Because, you know, for example, let, let one, I don't know about any other conversation uh, or um, goddammit conferences. Let's talk about the CMX. Sure. I was in the C, I, I'm still in the CMX community or group. It's like mm -hmm. this insider group that helping to uh, deal with the community. And yeah. I remember it was like something close to 200 applications to give a speech on the CMX conference. Wow. Something like that. Like it was a huge amount. And how do you know who to, you know, there were people who chose who will speak at the conference. Right. And I don't know their process of how they choose. Right. But so who are the decision makers? First right. of all, they look, okay, where, what is this person's background? Like what company they work? Because, you know, if there is, there is somebody like from Microsoft or, I don't know, some huge organization nobody ever heard about, but they're from Microsoft, most likely they will invite them because it's right. Microsoft. You know, they right. need to, to yeah. sell tickets. Also, how many LinkedIn followers do you have? Do you have a social media? They were looking at for sure. Yeah. And definitely Added. if you know, if you're okay, if you have the same level of reference, and then they, okay, I guess I saw this person somewhere. Yeah. This person looks familiar to me. Maybe it's even the first step. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure that it's the first step of, you know, choosing people, but it's also, it's definitely one of those steps. And if you out there, if you're connecting with people, if you're helping people, if you're sharing what you've learned, if you're sharing what they taught you, others, you know, I'm not talking about always position. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm this expert. I'm this expert. Yep. But the more you out there, genuinely out there, the more you build your community without even building community, you know what I mean? Just connects with others on a human level, the more you give, the more you will receive. But if you are not doing anything, but you are just a good expert, there is a very low possibility that you will ever receive anything anywhere. So, you know, just go out there. Just, I love what Tim McDonald says. Let them feel your heartbeat. Mm. That's probably why Martaza created the community platform called Heartbeat, because it is totally human connected. It is so humanly connected. And also and when people have the same experience when they're on the concert or they attend one uh, event, mm -hmm. I, I heard this somewhere. It's a um, proved fact. They heartbeat, heartbeats start uh, uh, beating together. Yes, yes. Um, so, like mass nervous system. Yeah. Uh, synchronicity. Yeah. So what I heard most from you there was uh, what I loved, and this is definitely a takeaway, is actually asking your community who they want to hear from. How about how about skip a friggin' step of you doing all the damn work and just ask people who they follow what they like to read from those people, listen to whatever. Um, I think that's a great point. It's what you and I are doing right now by having these tough talks. It's we're putting our thoughts, our true selves out vulnerably onto the internet for people <laughs> to hopefully resonate 
And if you don't resonate, maybe you're activated or triggered, but you're thinking like the point is that we're provoking thought. So that's also the point. I added a few notes. I'm just going to say them in bullet point form of ways that like, in my opinion, we can not be performative, but be real. Um, So the point about leading an event Mm -hmm. and let's say it is an application process like CMX, having it um, potentially be blind rubric style. So what I mean by that is you actually don't see the name of the person. So the way that you formulate your application is just for like the merit and what they're going to bring to the table. So you can't research who they are. And then you determine it by a rubric. So a rubric might be, you know, you rate these people one out of five for has presented in public before, has been in the community profession for this many years, blah, 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 blah. That might, so that might be helpful on the lessening of prejudice, discrimination, and a variety of other things. Um, Asking the community who they want to hear from, that was great. Your other point of sharing like thought leadership or sharing, yes, vulnerably, but your real experience, your real lived experiences as those that view themselves as minorities in a profession. So Yuri, if you want to write about, you know, going through the last two years, that's your prerogative so that people can understand that there is a differential here and people may be able to resonate with you that are people that are from, I don't know, uh, a variety of Southeast Asian countries that have been consistently occupied, right? You'd never think you were similar in any way. And look, you have some, some place to start in a conversation. Um, also the point of like, those of us that are consultants, especially having, and, and for me, who's a coach, like it's important mm-hmm. for me as a coach, it, this will always be imperative for me. I want to always make sure that I can do this. So I need to make sure that my safety and security is set by still essentially working for the man and getting paid some bigger bucks. But I want to always be able to offer, whether it be a scholarship opportunity or open slots in coaching programs, free coaching um, for those that at this moment cannot because they have been boxed out by a variety of nuanced oppression that they're dealing with. So that's important to me, to me, that's how I'm not being performative. I don't have to do that, but it's important to me because I have benefited from people doing that for me. So that's always what I want to be able to give out what you said, give and you shall receive. So I have received, I want to give. And my last point is requesting advocacy from your people. Yuri, if you said to me, I'm really going to go out and try for this job. And I don't know, it looks like you're connected to so-and-so. Do you mind? I, it would be my honor to recommend you. Yeah, or same it would be here. my honor to post a LinkedIn recommendation. It would be like just doing that shit for each other when it strikes, not because you have to. So those are my takeaways of like how we can move the needle from performative DEI to DI that feels aligned with me as a human and not because everybody has forced my hand to have an opinion about what's going on in Israel and Gaza. Yeah. So do you feel complete with this topic? I feel like we just started. <laughs> I know. I know but I'm like, God, we could keep going. But also this is probably, I imagine someone listening didn't anticipate this 
much. So maybe there could be a part two. <laughs> you know, I wish to have the sky as a limit, but time is the limit. Time is the limit. And yeah, you know, it's like I always say that when we have community life conversation, it's impossible to fit your life in one hour. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. It's yeah. impossible to fit this theme in one hour. And here are the starting point and here are our vulnerable point, which may or may not be aligned with other people. And it's totally okay because if it's aligned with you, great, share it with us. If it's not aligned with you, great, share it with us. Yes, share. Let's have point. this conversation and continue yeah. it. Yeah. Because the more people think that, oh, it's a long conversation, I won't start it. So we started it for you. Let's just continue it. Thanks, Yuri. And yeah, see you in the community world. See you out there.